On this week's episode, we welcome students from Howard University. There's stories out there that if you're a conservative and liberal, we don't want to date each other. We don't want to be roommates, and we're definitely not going to date and get married. But does it just stop there in terms of politics? How much of an impact does social media and outside influences have on who we are and what we are? And are we who we are? Are we becoming somebody else? So, Linda, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey, by the way, of Nigeria. Nigeria. And where are you in school? Um, Howard University. What are you studying? Political science and criminology minor. Political science. Why political science? You want to pursue politics one day back in your native Nigeria? Um, no, not really. So I actually want to become a civil rights attorney and I just want to get more involved within the politics, maybe become a politician one day. I'm not too sure. A civil rights attorney in the spirit of a Ben Crump? Yes. Yeah, why? Yes. You said that with the attitude. Why? What is it about the Ben Crump type of civil rights lawyering? Um, just him just advocating for people. That's something I definitely want to do when I grow older and just making sure that I'm being there for people and making sure that you know, people, I hear people's voices. That's something I just really want to go into, and I look up to him just for that. Naya, uh, what about your background? You're from uh, Newport, where? Rhode Island. Newport, Rhode Island. And you're also at Howard. Yes. Studying what? Uh, marketing. And you want to pursue business? Yes. Oh, the entrepreneurial way. Yes. So Dr. King did mention during the civil rights movement, we've got to go from um, the civil rights to economics, entrepreneurship, ownership. Why is that important? I believe it's important because business is in every aspect. And for me, for me, business is a big part of becoming my own person and having my own say in the world. You know, so much has changed on college campuses to today. Um, you know, there are stories that people don't want to be friends unless they serve they share the same ideology. They want to don't want to date if they don't believe in the same thing. Um, they don't want to be friends. But how can you grow? My attitude in life has always been: if everybody's agreeing, agreeing, somebody's not growing. If you all believe the same thing, then there's nothing that's growing outside of that circle and that box that you place yourself in. And, and one of the things, Naya, that we wanted to discuss today and Linda is, does it really matter a person's politics or who they vote for? Does that really matter in terms of how you select friendships, some potential boyfriend or girlfriend or whom you decide to room with, Linda? I feel like it shouldn't matter at all. Everybody is gonna have different political views. So, I mean, if I have a different political view than anybody else, I feel like it shouldn't matter. And I feel like our friendship or dating should not, you know, interact into that as well. Well, how did we get to this place? What, you know, I understand the mind of someone like me who's been around since the dinosaurs. You know, I've been around a long time. But maybe what I'm trying to understand is the mentality of your generation. Why would you even get to a place where you believe that someone had, they have no value if they don't share your politics or who you vote for or your ideology? 
I feel like it's the way people grew up as. Um, so people grew up differently. I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and a Christian family. Um, I'm also Nigerian as well, so I grew up in Nigerian. So I feel like the way you know your parents bring you up, um, your friends around you who bring you up, your community as well, that definitely plays a big role. So I feel like it just really depends how people grew up in their culture or in their community or in their way or just being black or being African-American as well. But don't you also believe that the college environment, the speakers they choose to bring in, the professors and the classroom, don't you think the environment itself has an impact on shaping that aspect of college life? Of course. I feel like college will definitely change your views on things. You know, I have professors that have changed my view on things, and I'm just like, wow, like would have never noticed. Um, so I feel like professors, administrations, um, even your classmates as well can change your views on things. So it just really depends. Um, and I do agree with you that, you know, um, college can definitely change your views on like aspects and whatnot. But shouldn't colleges, Naya, want diversity of thought, diversity of geography? Yes, I definitely agree with that. I believe that when you have two different minds in a room, then you have a better outcome. If we, my generation, I don't believe likes to be challenged. And that's the problem when you have somebody who doesn't have the same political views as you or any view as you nowadays. Um, you're scared that if somebody doesn't agree, then you're wrong. But is there always a right or wrong answer? And if we have people who challenge each other, then we grow, as you said. And we cannot grow if we're not in a room. Everybody wants to be in a room with like-minded people. But when you're in a room with people who don't share the same views or same values, they're scared that then their views or values change. But there's nothing wrong with that. Every day we progress, every day we grow. And as a society and as a nation, we need to grow that way by being in rooms with different-minded people. Is it fear, lack of exposure? What is it? I think it stems from everybody, well, I would say from my generation. For my generation, a lot of people view things as there's only one way to go. And not a lot of people challenge themselves because they fear if they challenge themselves, they're afraid of growing, afraid of the outcome that, they, that is unknown. So people rather stay in a box rather than escaping that box, and that is a problem today. You know, I must tell you, um, Linda, I've never heard of this way of thinking until recently when we were doing, I was doing a commentary s segment for the National Desk, and they had a segment on the new mindset of college students. I could not imagine through my parents and their parents' generation, that they could have ever come to a place like this where they believe that unless you believe what they believe, you have no value. The world cannot exist. I mean, it is no different than slavery and the Holocaust. The reason why we got into that situation with slavery and the Holocaust, because they felt this people, they had no value. They felt because they were Jews and because they were blacks, you could treat them as chattel. It is very interesting when you can reduce people to a soundbite, uh, to an ideology, uh, to a religion, uh, to a race. We've seen the consequences of that kind of judgment 
and how we still suffer from it today. Don't, are kids intellectually, uh, intellectual enough to understand what they're really saying when they carry out this kind of behavior and feelings towards someone? I feel like, yes, they understand, you know, what they're saying. I feel like some people may not understand what they're saying. It just really depends on the person. And I feel like that's why we go to school. And, you know, that's why they need to educate us on things like this. And that's why we're in a room with like-minded people as well. And I feel like once we're in that room and we understand, um, people will be able to like, okay, you know, now I understand, you know, what's this person trying to say? And I feel like, once they're in that room and they're understanding what the other person is saying, then I feel like they will be able to definitely understand. You know, uh, Naya, when much of my generation was growing up, our parents' mantra is that you don't allow people in your circle who are liars, who are shady, who are corrupt, that are not worthy of your trustworthiness. Um, it seems as though that has taken a back seat to something as innocuous as ideology. Yes, it has. It has. Um, now I will say I still believe that we shouldn't have people in our circle who are liars and backstabbers, but do I believe that they hold some type of value? In some ways, some ways I, I do believe everybody has value, not, not just based off of how they, their characteristics on whether or not they're a liar, maybe they hold other value as to what they bring to the, the situation that is occurring. Yes, this person might be a liar, but can they still hold knowledge? That's a fair point. Do you think people understand what happens when you close doors to others? You really close doors and growth to yourself. Yes. Linda? Yes, I agree. Definitely, I agree. You know, my best lessons have come from people who I absolutely thought I had nothing in common with. Because you learn, the human experiment is something that is just very fascinating. And if everybody around me I agree with, it would be very boring. Um, and like Naya said, not challenging. The mind needs to be challenged. Human beings need to be challenged. When a mother gives birth, whether it's in the human race or when it's in the jungle, she, the weaker of the cubs don't always survive. They have to test the water. Sometimes they have to be separated from the pride and get lost. And whether or not the mother can cry that cry that only her young can understand, whether that young will come back to them the next day or whether they've been devoured by some prey. And when that cub comes back, that mother knows that kid has something instinctive about them, about survival. It is important. It's how we grow. It's how we build character. It's how we build strength. It's how we build confidence. And if you don't have confidence in yourself, it's like, it's like you need to. You know what I mean? You need to. You need to have that knowledge. You need to grow as an individual. And challenge is definitely a big thing because it's like I want somebody to challenge me, challenge my knowledge. You know? I mean, it's nothing to do with being smart or being dumb or whatnot. I want you to, you know, sit here and challenge me. Like I really want to grow into my full potential. And I feel like, in order for somebody to grow, they need to be challenged in that way. Uh, what is now? What is? Um the college environment like today? What is it we don't know about the college environment? The kinds of things that college students are facing? 
Um, today, college students are facing, I would say, for me, for instance, I have, I have just moved from a PWI to a HBCU, and I'm facing challenges on Learn challenges that I didn't When you say PWI, you mean a predominantly white institution yes. versus a historical black college. Yes. Okay, talk about that. So challenges that I didn't realize I was having at my PWI compared to being at an HBCU as for being in a classroom with people who didn't view, didn't, um, didn't have the same views as me, and I still feel like I gained something from that. Now I'm in an HBCU, and... I would not say that we are all like-minded, because just because you have the same color does not mean you're same. You're like-minded, but we do have the same views on certain situations that I s believe that still deserve to be challenged. And I think we're growing right now in that field, as realizing that there are still challenges that need to be made with other people who are not like-minded as us. So, do you do, 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 so? Do you believe that? at your historical black college, because I think what you're saying, there are experiences that you can gain there that you cannot gain anywhere else? Yes. And what are those experiences? Um, being around people who, who understand your background, who understand your everyday walk of life, um, and... Well, and what background is that? I, I, I wanna dig a little deeper. <laughs> what is that, is that background? Race? Is um, race, culture. It's not represented at other universities. You can only find that. I just saw this interesting piece on PBS. Um, Judy Woodruff hosted it, just happen chance. And it talked about Spelman College. And the women at Spelman College, who some of these women were the top academic achievers at their schools, but they chose not to go to Yale and Harvard, and they chose to go to um, Spelman and uh, these other historical black colleges and universities because they felt there was an experience they would get from there they could get from nowhere else. Now I attended a historical black college and university where I was student by the president two consecutive terms, um, South Carolina State, but I did not go to South Carolina State to get no black experience, no cultural experience. I wanted to go and get the best education. I wanted to go and master those chemistry classes, those psychology classes, those economic, those economy classes, economics, and so I, I, my, added, my, my, my mindset was doing the best I could to get the best grade, so I don't have to go into a fifth year in college. I was never burdened with thinking about race. It was such a struggle. I did well academically, but man, did I have to stay in that library and study hard? It seems as though your generation is shackled with something else. Are there more burdens upon you now? And I think, and I think it's being fed by the media, I mean, from the Black Lives Matter, from the Me Too movement. I think it's telling women, you gotta think about abortion. You gotta think about these, it has nothing to do with the classroom. You gotta think about rape. You gotta think about men lie and they cheat. And uh, you, you, you gotta be active. You gotta care about politics. You know, there's a time and place for that, but your main priority at a university setting is to get an education. But is it, are you, are undue burdens being placed on you? Where you get to the point where 
you don't want to have a roommate unless they think like you don't want to date somebody unless they share your ideology or you don't want to be friends. Is that something that's coming from the environment and not necessarily from your truth and who you are? I think the environment is playing a factor in that. The environment, the news, the government, everything is playing a factor in that. I think nowadays, I think like it brings it back to fear. I think change is coming and a lot of people are afraid of that change. So I think my generation is scattering more to, to people who, who are more like-minded, who look more alike, because they believe that during this change that those are the only people who are gonna be able to agree with them, who are gonna share the same views as them, that is gonna help create this change. But back to like what you said, we need to be challenged. And the change is not just coming from the same people around you. It's coming from that person who you believe that you don't share the same views with, who you didn't have the same walk of life with. And I believe that, that plays a big part in our change. You see, I don't believe the narratives that the majority of black men are beaten by police. The majority of men are committing all the crimes, that they're criminals. The majority of them are not educated. Um, uh, the narrative that black people in America should be pitted because they're poor and the country continues to marginalize them. Because if you look in your circle of influence, if you think about it, that's not what you see every day. But it seems as though the media creates this narrative for you and they define for you what a black woman is and who and what you should be. be. And sometimes you suppress so much of who you are that you take on a role that has been defined from you. And these things happen to you in, in, in ways that you don't really think deeply about it, but it has an impact. Yeah, social media definitely plays a big factor when it comes to women or men. So for women, like you have to be a black woman, you need to have your hair a certain way, or you need to dress a certain way. And it's like, why can't I just walk in a room and be me? Why can't I just sit down and just like, you know, have this conversation of just being who I really want to be? And Again, social media definitely plays a big factor within the role of making sure that black women have, you know, black women needs to be educated. Black women needs to do this. Black women needs to do that. And it's just like, why is it like that? Why is the world like this? And I also feel like for black men as well, like why is it black men needs to go out? They need to work. They need to provide for the woman. They need to do this. And it's just like, women can also, also do that too. You know what I mean? So I feel like, Social media definitely has like a big impact. And that's not the culture you grew up in in Nigeria. Right. It's totally different. Talk about that. Yes. So in the household, um, both of my parents worked actually. So I didn't grow up in Nigeria. I grew up in New Jersey, but um, you know, I'm from Nigeria. Both of my parents are Nigerian. And I grew up in a household where both of my parents work. Um, both of them pay the bills. Both of them do everything that they need to do to provide for me and my brothers. I have an older brother and I have a younger brother. So they make sure that they're storing us to, you know, go out and be the best that we can ever be. And in other words, society tells you you're a victim. Mm. But, but, you're, but you're saying to us that you're not. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't know how to answer that because it's just like, the way you grew up as, I feel like it just really has like an impact on it. It's just like. But that's being dumbed down and being replaced with something else. You know, when the way social media and society works with these stereotypes, let's say you meet someone white, you already know, you think you know who they are mm -hmm. because how they've been defined for you. Mm -hmm. But when you meet them and they're not that, 
then you're in a struggle to say, well, that's not, I didn't expect, because no one can ever tell you who you are until you reach out to your hand and say, hi, my this name is, is Linda right. Anaya. This right. is who I am. Right. And that is the right. challenge. And don't that judge is it. A <laughs> right. And don't judge his books by his cover because you just never know who that person is until they, as you said, as they come to you and be like, hey, my name is Linda. Hey, my name is Naya. And this is who I am. You know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of people, like, they look at you and they're like, okay, yeah, this person's not it or this person's not doing this or whatnot. And it's just like, why are you judging me? You don't even know me to begin with. So it's like you're coming to my face and you're like, okay, yeah, no, this is not it and whatnot. So I feel like at the end of the day, people just need to stop judging people and, you know, don't judge its books by its cover, <laughs> I would say. So that's, a, that's what I would definitely say. Because look, your ideology doesn't show up in a relationship. It's your character. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, your race doesn't show up in a relationship. No matter what they may tell you, well, you should stay within your race. You date people that respect you, that honor you, that you trust in the end. That's why when you talk about, when you see people together, oh, she just wants to be with a brother. Oh, she wants to be with a white man. No, I want to be with someone that I can live with who can respect me. I'm not being abused, who can give me my freedom and not trying to control me. But we try to reduce these to sound bites. Naya. People don't look at relationships and realize the value that the two partners are bringing to the table. They just see the aspects like, oh, that's a white male or that's a with a black female or that's a white female with a black male and it's like that's not stop looking at the outline of things and look at the character inside look at what both parties bring to the table is just like when you have a democrat and a and a republican that date most people are like oh how do they have conversations how how do they share the same views how do they how do they keep a household together when they don't have the same value and it's it's like, but they both bring a different value to the table. And that's what matters. I think what you just said is so important. I think, this is what I believe, and I'm enjoying this conversation, but I believe you're so much more than a black woman. You're so much more than your hair. You're so much more than your label and your ideology. When you say Republican or Democrat or black and white, you think you know everything about that person, but what the problem is, you know absolutely nothing. Right. And it comes back to the stereotypic that a Republican is only a white male and a Democrat is only a black male or a black female, when no, there are plenty of black Republicans and there are plenty of white Democrats. And it, and it has to do with their belief system. It sometimes has to do with their income levels, where they are, but the college life, is literally about learning. It prepares you for life. And I think sometimes we forget, particularly when I was coming along in the college experiment, your generation is saddled with so much more expectations because of the social media revolution. And you don't realize it so much of what you actually have to give your attention to that take away for the real purpose why you're in the academic set setting. People should focus more on what they're taking from school to, for the rest of their life, not just what's going on in social media or the views of, of the average, average today college student and what they should be focused on and where they should be going. And Linda, you need to remind us, this is something we forget about, college in and it itself is tough. It is. It is. Four years, definitely, maybe even five, depending on what you're doing. It definitely is tough. It's not an easy job. Um, 
doing classes. You may be taking six or seven classes um, in a week or so. Um, you also have organizations as well that you're a part of. You may be on eboard. You may be a member. So it is definitely tough. And then, you know, um, funding as well. You got to know, like, okay, yeah, I got to pay for my school fees. I got to do this. I got to register for classes. I got to do that. It is a lot of work at the end of the day. And um, it is tough. I'll just say that. It's definitely tough. Um, it's a job. Yes, it is. It is. It's like a it's nine a hard five. job. Right. It's a hard job. Right. And it's just like. And you're judged and graded by it. Right. True. And it's just like being in college for four years. Um, I transferred to Howard University and being at Howard, it was just like you need to. I don't know. Personally, me, I feel like it's like I need to be great. I need to do good. You know, I need to be the best that I can. And I feel like social media does play that role because it's like when I see social media, you're like, yeah, as a black woman, you need to be doing this, that and that. And it's like. Dang, oh my gosh. And you know, black women, it, it gets to us. Like it definitely, I don't know about you, but it gets to me. Cause it's like, dang, people are really watching you. They're really watching what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're dressing. And it's just like, okay, now, you know, now I gotta be a part to society and whatnot. But in reality, when you look at yourself, you're like, you're taking up all this work and job and classes and whatnot and organization. And sometimes I feel like a lot of black women doesn't have like the relief or able to relax. I know me personally, like sometimes like when I get home, I'm like, okay, now I need to do this. I need to do that. Like I need to get this, my classes, whatnot. And it's like, do I really have time to relax and sit down and be like, let me just watch, you know, a show or something, you know? And it's just, it's just, social media is it's just a, definitely a big factor within people's lives and whatnot. You know, it's interesting, Naya, something else that social media does is that it really dumbs down men. It does. And it's actually feminizing men. It's weakening men. Mm -hmm. Because they want women to be powerful. They want women to rise. They want women to be CEOs. They want women to run things. But you can have that, but they want to do it in many ways, subtly, at the expense of men. And it's, it's crazy you bring up that fact that social media is making men femin feminizing men because I still believe in the tradition that men should be, for, for, for example, the biggest question nowadays, and I see this all over social media, women are saying there's no point of a woman being submissive to a man. It's decrediting to women, it doesn't give women power, and for me personally, I don't see a problem with being submissive to your partner. What is the problem with allowing a man to hold the cards or be a man in the house and feeling some women believe that, oh, you shouldn't cook a meal every day or have to clean a house and work a job. Like, and I'm like, what is the problem with that? Why do you have a problem? Why do you need a man to cook and clean to make you feel as if you have power? Why do you feel that you lose power in doing, in doing these things? But why do they need to be in your business in the first place? They don't and know what that, your man bring to you. They don't understand the intricacies of the relationship. Why are some strangers that you have no idea who they are impacting what happens in your house? And sometimes not only do they impact it, they destroy it. Mm -hmm. and, but that also goes back to the individual. So you as a woman, you need to not I think not even just as a woman, I think today we cannot let social media impact us in our views because um, they're your views. And as much as they need to be challenged, you still need to form them yourself. And that is a problem, I believe. People are allowing other people to form their views and not forming their own. 
Your final thoughts, Linda? Um, I definitely agree with that as well. I just feel like um, you should not let social media or anyone di dictate how your views should be like. Like at the end of the day, you should stick to your views, stick to what you want to believe in. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my final thoughts. <laughs> my final thoughts would be basically challenge yourself. Challenge yourself, challenge yourself with the people you allow in your life, in your circle, from friends to partners. Branch out to other parties, whether it's political, cultural, any, any, anybody that you feel brings value to and knowledge, you should challenge yourself. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.